Okay, first of all, this is very exciting because today happens to be Rosh Chodesh. Um, and in theory, it would be nice if I started with Amul because it's Rosh Chodesh Samud, but we're going to have to wait the next week. I mean, like, to get to Samud because we'll be in Samud when we get to Samud. Um, I was just telling a student, actually, I'm like, I was explaining what Rosh Chodesh is, which the month of Nisan is when we get the mitzvah of Rosh Chodesh, right? It's our first month. Um, we're going to go into why and where. But I was telling her that it's so exciting. She's like, oh, I didn't know about this Rosh Chodesh business. I said, yeah, you could dress a little bit nicer. You did something a little bit. You should have like a meal. That's a nicer meal. In Israel, like the kids, for example, they get out earlier from school. We give them choco and lachmania uh, instead of just like piece of bread. Like you get like an actual roll instead of just like this kind of thing. And there is a custom. Nowadays, it's not so relevant. Meaning this is not something like where it's, um, you know, malacha that you can't do. This is like just a custom. There's a custom for women not to do laundry. Like in the Sephardi communities, it's a pretty, it's a custom. However, nowadays with the washing machines, it's not like, a, you know, washing the clothing by hand kind of thing. And so it's not so much of a custom. But like, for example, I light a candle on the night before Rosh Chodesh. Not, no bracha, no nothing. Just light a candle, like Rosh Chodesh. Candles sort of add light. Okay, so we're in Rosh Chodesh. Which is what is Rosh Chodesh? Rosh Chodesh is actually also the word Chodesh, right? Which is just oh, so I was telling my student about this concept of Rosh Chodesh, and I'm like, do you realize how many holidays and things like this we have? Like we have so many opportunities to celebrate, which is beautiful. So Chodesh in Hebrew, right? What what word Chadash, right? New. And also in modern Hebrew, when, when you someone buys something, what do we say? Titchachi, right? You say like like um no like you bought something well yes yes but it's like oh that's it'd be like saying enjoy it but you use the, the expression of renewal which is very cool so and it's an awesome concept that our very first mitzvah that we were given which was on the day of um it's the first month that we're talking about what was the mitzvah if you look down in shemot it says so first of all we got this mitzvah in Egypt, and on the bottom of the page it says, This month will be to you. Right? The first month that we were given was the month of Nisan. And it's also the first, I mean, the month we were given, the first month of our calendar was given to us as our first mitzvah, which is the, is the month of Nisan. Which remember, you guys, go back to what I said about last week about the idea that the world was created and each day has a certain energy and each month has a certain energy according to creation. Meaning it wasn't that we were freed, liberated, redeemed in Nisan and therefore Nisan is the month of redemption. It's that this koach of Nisan from the time of creation had a koach of it of freedom and therefore we redeemed in Nisan, right? Make sense? Okay, so, um, Nisan is the first month. We're going to go through a little bit here, and then I want to. We're going to go deeper. Um, I'm just going to. So it's a. Uh, it says here it's Chodesh. It's also known as other names, right? So we have first. It's known in the Torah as the Chodesh Elishon, which we just read. The Parshat Chodesh. It's also known as Chodesh Aviv. Now, what's Aviv? Look, it says right here. Aviv is means Av, which is father of what? Yud Bet, meaning Yud Bet in Gemat is twelve. Right, each letter, each letter corresponds to a number. Aleph, I should say A, equals one, right? Bet, B, equals two, like according to Gamashia, right? So what is it saying? What's the word Aviv means spring? What do you have? Av means father of what? The 12. It's the first of the 12 months, right? So it's known as Chodesh Aviv. And what's very cool also is in each day of the first 12 days of Nisan, one of the princes would come and they would bring an offering for the Mishkan. Which means that the first day of Nisan corresponds to the Shevet of... I know, but actually Yehuda. It's, I'm pretty sure it's Yehuda. It doesn't go according because um, he was a... Wait a minute, is it Yehuda? We'd have to look at Prussian also. 
but I'm pretty sure actually he would have bought the first one. This kingdom is not cool. But each day goes according to the actual, like, so like the second day is Ruvanite Trisha. The third day, like, goes according, meaning, and that's actually the koach, like, within Nisan, you have all the koachs of the mass. Does that make sense? The first 12 days, each day corresponds to the day applied by the Mishkan. In fact, my, I have a son who's 12, he's 12, and he was born on Yud Aleph Nisan. So the first question I asked my, my husband after he was born, and I said, what today? Who brought the Shevet today? And he said, Asher. I said, great, we have a name, Asher Yisrael. His name is Asher Yisrael because he was born on Yud Aleph Nisan, which is the day that Asher I said he should only bring in, bring happiness to Israel. Yeah. Oh, sorry, the question. Ah. So he's my Asher. Okay. So also Nisan, the word Nisan, Nisan is a bud, as in a flower. You know. Also, we have in Rosh Chodesh Nisan. From Rosh Chodesh Nisan, we have a mitzvah like already where you can do Brikatilano to say the blessing on the. Um, what? No, you changed. Okay. So the word Nisan is a bud. Um, as in a flower. And then also within the word of Nisan, you have the word nest, which actually we commonly think about nest being miracles, but it also means a banner, like as in a flag. It means to lift up. And it also actually means to flee or run away, which is very interesting because each person in your, you have Nisanot in life, right? You have tests. So the person has to think, how am I going to get through this test? Am I going to take my test, my challenge, and I'm going to hold it up like as a banner? Am I going to run away from it? Am I going to see the miracle that like how to get through this miraculously, meaning, or is I going to use this as to lift myself up, right? It's a very important thing when you're thinking about tests in life, like how am I going to get through this? So according to the Zodiac, we have the, it's the Ram, Kale, which is to remind us of the Korban Pesach. The letter is He. Okay, this is the all point to take Yitzhah of the, the book called the Nehi Zachar. And I'm thinking this from it's a Hasidic book that he brings in from Sefer Yitzhah, which Adam Rishon wrote, right? So it's the letter A. Yeah, the Nehi Zachar. Each month also actually has a limb, which is, in this one, it's the right limb, which is the right foot. I mean, excuse me, it's the right foot. And I put in parentheses, Shalosh Regalim. So why do you think I put in Shalosh Regalim? Pesach, right? Representative is in Nisan. Nisan's like it has a letter, which is A, and it has a limb of the body, which is a leg. Why do we think this? But why does it, why is it that it corresponds to a limb? Because according to this, like book according to Kabbalah, each month has a tribe, has a letter, has like an org, uh, like a body member. And it also has a faculty, like a characteristic. So the month of Nisan, yeah. Because we like fled Egypt, like we left Egypt on foot in that month. I really like that. That's that for me was not what I was thinking. I like yeah. that. Exactly. Meaning the word regal actually means leg. And this Pesach is the first of the Shlosh Regalim when we would actually Aliyat regal, the word Aliyat regal going up to Shalim. Right is um, with the regal, so that makes sense. Why it's the right leg? Now, why the right leg? The right is also indicative of chesed. When we always start off with the right, you guys. When you get dressed in the morning, you first put on the right and the left. Right, everything we do, you're, you know, I, if you go on a journey, start with the right leg and then the left. Meaning, we always want to start off with chesed in our lives. What's the third one? Then there are only two legs. Right, but the, the idea of shalot regalim is the three holidays. Right, so I assume that another leg is in the month of like Sukkot or Shavuot. Right? No, and we're gonna we're gonna see in Shavuot there's another leg, the other leg, but there's no third leg. It's the idea of regalim. They took that word because they used their feet to go up to the base of Mikdash for, uh, for the for the holiday. Shalot regalim. And each actually holiday does correspond to one of the books. So what's the character in the Midah that we work on in the month of Nisan? So we have the holiday of Pesach. What's Pesach? It's Pe, which means mouth. And Sach is Sicha, which is spelled, I know it's spelled, it's to speak, to talk. So this is the month of the faculty of speech, which is like an awesome, like, think about it. Next time, you know, Nitsan comes, it's not just the people who are born in Nitsan. 
understand that when I'm in this month, I have this incredible potential to tap into an energy of the freedom and like okay, whatever difficulties I'm having in my life right now during this month, I actually have it even more so I'm giving kind of like an energetic push to tap into that it can be liberated. But also it's to tap into doing it's a corner of your speech. And to know that like I always was so curious like you know, there's there. It's going out of Egypt is considered like our birth, right? It's a leda, it's a birth. And I can tell you something. I think one of the, I, one of the things I've encountered with women after birth is they talk so much about their experience of birth. Like it's it's something that you just want to. You need to talk about it, and you need to talk about it. And you need to talk about it. And there's something about that experience that's so life changing in us as a nation. That what do we do? We sit down, Leila Seder. And the huge part of Leila Seder is not just eating the matzah, the morar, leading to the left, drinking wine, but the huge part of it, which is like, is, is telling our story. And also each one of us has to go back and say like, wait a minute, I, why do I have to tell my story? I have to tell my story and to understand and also to appreciate where I am holding now. And if you don't remember where you're coming from, it, it kind of like cheapens experience of where you are right now. Not to say to get stuck in the past, it's not like that. It's actually the past is a catalyst for me to move on to the future because I'm like in awesome, like it's an awesomeness of where I'm holding now. Wow, yeah, I have to remember about that. That's what happened to me. And look, okay, this is the steps I've taken to move onwards. So with our right leg, we go forward. We are, it's the faculty of speech, it's Yehuda. No, so for sure Yehuda was the first one to bring the Korbanot. He's the first month, the first tribe, he's king, kingship. Um, and also, the length of it, it's always a 30-day month, right? So now, remember, go back into the times of the Beis HaMikdash. It used to always have to be before, actually, not from the time of the Beis HaMikdash, even before, there always had to be two witnesses, right, to say when the new moon was, and then Beis HaMikdash, they codified to say, okay, this is the month, First, this is the first of the month, now we're starting. So sometimes the month would be full, and sometimes it would be missing, so to speak. Like, sometimes it would be 29 days, sometimes it would be 30 days, and sometimes there's and then therefore it would either have one day of Rosh Chodesh or two. So Nisan always has, it's a, always a full month, which means it has one day of Rosh Chodesh, like a full month. It's, meaning it's Sivan, I mean ER, um, will have two days. And like I said, the first 12 days are very kind of like special days. So what do you mean if it has less, um, only one Rosh Chodesh, it's full? No, no, I'm saying uh, the month itself, meaning if I have a 30 day, meaning the next month will have two days of Rosh Chodesh. But Nisan has one day of Rosh Chodesh. What, meaning it has less, so it's not full. What makes it has 30 whole days. Even though it's Rosh Chodesh to the next month, it's a full month of 30 days versus 29. I mean, they're both whole months. Maybe I. I Why, if you have 29 days, do you have two Rosh Chodeshes? And, and... No, no, you, I, no, I'm just saying that uh, because I had a, I had it's the 30th day of the month will be a Rosh Chodesh for the next month. Um, all right. Thank right? You. Does that make sense or no? It's a technical thing. If you, corresponds, right, but yet it's still part of that month. Like it's a whole month of life in, in a Nisan and we have the, Nisan itself has one day of Rosh Chodesh. Adar has two, right? So, um, okay, the first 12 days are considered like special days and which affects tefillah a little bit. And um, also we have, what's inside of the month of Nisan? We have Pesach. Right, and also we start counting the Omer, which means there's something about this month that's also indicative that of working on yourself. There's a certain amount of there's something about newness. There's something about newness and the beginning of something that gives you also an opportunity. Which I'm going to put in parentheses, you guys. There is a beautiful, um, it's Rav Wolbeck, and he has a beautiful article that's called Yame Ahava Yame Sina. Right, there's days of love and days of the word is hatred, but it's, it's kind of a strong word. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? This article, did you guys learn it? You learned it? Okay, so I'm gonna just in parentheses because not everyone knows what it's talking about. It's talking about that there are most, hopefully like 80% of our lives is we feel connected, we feel good. Like you can say, you know what? I had a nice Shabbat, I feel connected to Shabbat or I had a nice prayer, I feel connected to prayer or in a relationship, like hopefully 80% of the time I feel connected to my family, I feel connected to my friends, I feel connected. That is, of course, there's a 20% where you have a disconnect, which is normal. Or I don't feel like I'm standing there and I feel no connection to Hashem whatsoever. 
I'm going to the Kotel and it feels a little bit touristy for me. I don't know, something's happening. I was in seminary, I'm learning, I'm in a high, all of a sudden, you know what? I don't really feel it anymore. So Rav Ulbe says, this is, first of all, this is normal. Life is a cycle and we're constantly going up and down, right? Everything is a wave. We're constantly on that wave of life. We're going up and down. So he says, what, it, what, is a, what should a person do? Number one, accept it. No, it's normal. Just because you're feeling down and disconnected does not mean that you should just like amputate this thing in my life that it means that I'm not meant to do it. So know that it's just temporary. It's right now. Then he says, brings in the concept of that you should, you should have something though, the smallest minimal amount you're doing it, but, but it's kavua. It's continue, like you continuously do it. For example, let's say I'm not connected to my prayer. So the smallest amount of prayer, but I do every single day. I would say, okay, so I'm going to do Birka the Shachar, I'm going to say Shema, even if I don't feel connected, but I'm going to do it, right? And then he brings in the idea of newness, Hitchachut, which would mean I have to do something new and exciting. Like maybe I should go out and buy a new Sidur. Maybe I should go try praying in a different place. Maybe I should go out into the woods. Maybe I should sing instead of, instead of, um, instead of, instead of like just say my prayers, right? Maybe I should listen to a different tune or a different melody. That that newness will bring me back to Yemei Ava, bring me back to the idea of connection. Same thing with a relationship, same thing in a, anything, in a job. Whatever you have is like the, the tools to be able to, to come back to loving it and appreciating it. So we have that while every single year we have the same month every year, and it is, it is like a circle, but yet it's supposed to be like a spiral. Well, I am coming back, but there should be a chidush about it, that the next year I look at it in a different way this month, and it should also make something different to me. So um, we're counting the Omer also in Nisan, we start. And also um, there's five New Year's that it brings. It's counting the kings, which makes sense because if it's the head of the new, if it's the head of the months, and also the tribe of Yehuda, it would make sense to count the Malachim. It's also the beginning of the new year of the pilgrimage festivals, meaning the Regalim of counting the months and also knowing um, for a leap year and to when to bring the uh, forgiving of the shekel. Okay, so now if we turn. Um, I just brought in a Gemara about also how Nisan, this, this month of Nisan took 10 crowns. So the first of creation, and that's a machloket also. Like there's this machloket is, do we begin the year in Tishrei or Nisan? And then it becomes a, it's a discussion. When is the new year? It's Nisan or Tishrei? If Hashem gave us starting and said, this is the first of the month. So does that mean that that's when creation was? So there's a whole discussion about this. I, the conclusion basically is one month is when it was a conception or like the idea was conceived, which is a Nisan and the actual birth of the, of the was in Tishrei. Like the idea of it was in the sun, the concept of it, right? No, not just the birth, actually the, the world itself. The world itself was created in the sun, right? And then we go on to um, that Tishrei, like was the actualization of that. So what do you mean by 10 crowns? So here, turn the, um, here the Gemara brings, the Nisan took 10 crowns. What were they? That it was the first day of creation. You mean crowns meaning like things that made it special? Right? Yeah, yeah. That crowns it. Um, also, it was the first day that, that the prince of Yehuda brought the, to the court for what we mentioned, brought the offering. Then it says it was the first of the priesthood. It's it, the, the translation is kind of weird, right? It's kind of hard to understand the translation. If you go to the Gemara on, on the right side, so it just lists them. Rishon and Esiim, which means like it's talking about the princes. Rishon the Kuano, Rishon the Avoda, which is a certain type of service in the Beis Midash. Rishon the Renedata Eish, it was the first time that they were sending on the Mizbeach of like Hashem basically accepting. Um, it was the Rishon of Achilat Kadashim. It was the first, also in the Rosh Chodesh Nisan, was the first time we actually ate or that was eaten, I should say, the coin ate the food that was consecrated. Rishon Ishkon Shekhinah, that was also the first day that the, the resting of the Shekhinah rested upon. 
um, the first day, Yisrael, so the first day that Israel was blessed by the Kwanim. And then this has to do with like, um, it's, it's technical things that we would need to know. And then it brings in, uh, meaning like technical, like, for example, also when to count the years of the kings, kingships is also from Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Like meaning like if I were to say Shlomo Melech's third, third year in his reign and, or this animal, um, But it's right. It's talking about the first time that things were brought. Also, this the first time that these animals were brought to, to the base of Mikdash, and that they actually were prohibited because there was a certain point where you weren't then allowed to have um, your own private altars. Like, like once we entered, we were not allowed to be, like make a private private altars, and you had to only bring them to the base of Mikdash. Um, okay. So also to mention that Yitzchak they say was born on, on in Pesach in in Isan. And this is also when they did Ekerei Yitzchak, when Yaakov received the blessings from his father, and it's the beginning of the redemption, right? This is all from Shemot Rabbah. And it says, just as we were redeemed then in Nisan, so, so too we shall be redeemed in Nisan, like in the future. I'm, I'm going to ask you guys, what's the purpose of learning this? What do you guys think the purpose of learning this is? I'm waiting then. And like see the see the significance of like I don't want to say it, like not like symbolism but like everything that is happening is like directly related and connected to everything that happened before and will happen and is like relating to our lives. Yeah, it was Kadisha and everything like the conception of the world and how it was created, even like within each month. There's something holy and something to be gained from it. Not just like, oh, Shabbat, and again, like there's spirituality and beauty in everything, every aspect of the things that you move in the world. Right, for sure. And I think also just the idea of like, life is going to be so boring and it's going to be so repetitive if we just keep coming back to the same thing and we don't, history just repeats itself. So if I know that I can tap into something very special during that month and that the energy that month's going to help me, then I'm not going to be the same person coming back to the same thing. This is, you guys, like, we have to change. You know, like, even the idea of being in Dallas for so long, like, it's like, okay, we keep coming back to the same, even something as simple as listening to something on the news. I think I could have turned on the radio like 20 years ago and it would have been the exact same story as now. In fact, so many times people send texts like, or a picture of some kind of incident and you're like, wait a minute, this, was, this happened three years ago, actually. Could you like, I don't know if you're planning on doing this, before we go into each and like go on to the next month, could you just like give us like, some practical tips of like what in that month we should be focusing, focusing on? Right, actually, right. Like, so, like, fear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I honestly, so I think you should focus on one. I think the two main ideas here to focus on the month of the sun is also that every single day when you're saying, I mean, if a person were to say every single day, Shema, for example, we're supposed to be remembering it's yet next time. Right? I mean, in Shema, we say Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Also in Bekat Amazon, we talk about Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And then, if not, if you don't daven every day, and if you're doing Kiddush in Shabbat, the, 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 the Kiddush of nighttime is Duraita, and there's two things that we have to have in like, I think about. Number one is that Hashem created the world. Right? The idea of Shabbat is Hashem created the world. I'm going to take a step back right now, and I'm going to relinquish control, and I'm going to understand that, like, I'm not running the show here, God. Right? And number two is Yitzhak Mitzrayim, which means that, like, you guys think of it as a love affair. It's not that he just took us out and so, yes, we tap into freedom and, and, like, that's important, but I think it's the idea of saying he took us out because he loves us. It's a very different type of taking you out of something. And that means that it's also like, it's a, it's a type of love that's without. Without without the boundaries, it's a type of love that's unconditional. In that taking us out of Mitzrayim was an unconditional love, like knowing that if we fell one more, you know, level down, that was it. So he took us out because it was unconditional. You don't deserve this, basically. I'm just taking you out. However, there's something that's happened to very much enough the faculty of speech. 
which means we do have to remember that one of the reasons we were redeemed, so to speak, is because we kept our language, we kept our names, which is also how to do with speech, because it's your identity. And then, then there was the idea of dress. But so I would tap into the month of Nisan. So how do you do that? It's a good question. How do you tap into the idea of speech? Um, I think you have to put the smallest amount possible, right? Of, of uh, pick one area where you want to tap into the element of speech, which would mean that maybe you want to pronounce, it could, it could go anything from one extreme to wanting to pronounce like between you and God, like to pronounce a bracha properly and pausing. Just for example, if you were to learn one thing, you say in the morning, Pause. Like if we would have the understanding of knowing one, like that there's a pause there in my speech. So that's number one. Number two is like, understand that you create things with your speech, right? Oh, the idea of the daber is a devar, is a devar. I'm creating something in this world when I speak. So there I can say, okay, I'm going to try to create one. I feel like it's too general just to say, I'm gonna talk nicely. You know, you have to really define that. Like I'm gonna really try to talk nicely and positively, but, but if you could try to define one specific thing that you wanna work on, be more positive about your speech, and also speech is a muna, which I think, you know, Pesach is all about a muna, right? I mean, Rav Shimshon Pinkus brings that in, that during the holiday of Pesach, we get all our muna for the whole year. It's like we get a cup full of muna. So I think it's because the more I talk about my, the more I talk about Hashem, the more I believe it. You guys, the more I open my eyes up to Hashem, the practice that I actually talk about it, I could just think it. The moment I tell a friend, you're not going to believe what happened to me, right? Aren't they like take me to a whole level, another level of, of using my speech in order to believe in God? Or to praise? For sure. So talk in Muna. Don't just think it or feel it. You have to talk about it. And then there the, and then it could be that the person's holding that they really want to tap into the idea that like I know Hashem is gonna take me out. Um, I once asked the question because I was. Like, you know what? The idea of like a national redemption and like praying for Mashiach, I said it was like it's too much for me, honestly. Like I'm so I'm like I'm so caught up in my own life, my own world, and my own problems that like the idea of really do I really feel like I'm praying for a Mashiach? I said I don't really know. So I asked the Shiloh about it, and I was told that is praying for Mashiach, like tapping into your own reality and the things that you you personally need. That is your Sapiti Yeshua Tami that you are. You are waiting for that redemption. Because who are you asking? You're asking God. It's not like you're, you're not praying for to anybody else. And then always you could say that, you know what? I want to tap into the idea of newness. But I think we should do that every Rosh Chodesh. And especially women. Because what's the koach of a woman? A woman is like the more, right? The word in Hebrew for you. Mur me up to us. You have your But also it's known as levana. Right? What's inside the word of Allah? Like no, build, heart. heart. Your heart. And now let's go to the, okay. Shemesh is the sun, but there's another word for, for the sun. Chama, right? Chama, hot, right? Do you know what this word is? If I switch it? Malach. Yeah, which is what? Right. It's very masculine. It's not talking about the idea of intellect versus, but it's the idea, but the idea of things that were very consistent, right? Things that are like the sun, consistent, that sort of like more masculine energy is more in the brain. Whereas my heart, which really is karma. Here, karma, het, mem, So I said, switch the, just the two letters in the beginning is moach, which means a brain. Brain. There's something in the Gemara about how, like, all the white parts of you are from one parent, all the red parts of you are from another parent. Yeah. Which one is which again? It's the Sanu, like, it has to do, I don't remember. I, I'm pretty sure I was, I, I'm pretty sure that it would make sense to me that the white is the chesed. I mean, the white is chesed, I know for sure, and red is Dean. Yeah, but what? So usually, you know, what's very interesting about the dynamics is that um, when you see the dynamics of Avram and Sarah, Avram was Chesed, Sarah's Dean, Gevorah. 
Then you switch it. Yitzchak is the is the Dean Gavora and Rivka is the Chesed. There's always a balancing. So it's not that within the woman, a woman can be more that Chesed or that Dean, right? right? And also with, between Rachel and Yaakov, there was also the same, but then it got a little bit complicated. But Yitzchak also had like a feminine Neshama. Yeah, we all have feminine masculine. All of us have feminine masculine. I think it was the white ones. Um, it's just a matter of what your what what Hashem chose to put you into the body is what's going to be your dominant. But we all have feminine and masculine. But the idea about when I say, but it's just interesting that the Levana, which is compared to the woman because it waxes and wanes, it also has to do with the heart, right? Which means that the concept of also newness is so much inside the woman's body. She's constantly changing at all stages. Also, there's a yes for sure. Yeah, the like cyclical, right? And the idea behind Nida is that there's a hitrachut, there's a newnessness coming together again, right? The Torah tells us, I mean, don't get close. It doesn't teach, doesn't teach us that get, go away. Because there's always a concept that we're supposed to be getting closer. There's the one that broke it into two. And then they get back into one again, but at a higher level. So that means also within my moms, when I'm reconnecting to the mount, I'm connecting as one to Hashem, but I should be hopefully at a higher level. Every time we have a new reconnection, otherwise, why would Hashem created the world? Like, why would he have even broken a part of, let's say, his neshama to give to us? It's the concept of us coming back together. The fusion of body and soul. That's also the masculine, the feminine in itself is a fusion, right? It's two separate kind of entities that, that are fused together. Um, Questions for Melinda? Okay, so now we're going to the ER, which is my my birthday month. <laughs> Yay! No, no, not my not the month. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure. I have a question about the family. I keep thinking about this last month. Yeah. No, but like I, I was always um like was always uh, thought that I'm worried worried because I was born on the sixth of February. Right, that's why I'm down. Right. I also was always thought that I was a Gemini because I'm May twenty second. No, but also, and then I realized and I see yeah. that because you, there are two others. Fifty days are going to be. Yes. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I also don't feel at all identified with Christian. No, it could be. So you can identify with whatever you want. Me, the point is, is it's not just based. First, no, first of all, you guys have to understand something. The point of this is not to say it's, it, it would be the same thing as reading my fortune in a newspaper if I come out and I say, oh, I'm this kind of person because I'm born this month and that's like black and white. There's so many other factors. It brings in the day of the week or brings in the hour, meaning within the month, it could be that it was the month that correlated to the, to the, to the day which corresponds to another. There's a lot of things. Just like in your genetics, you're not just, you know what? Oh, I know that. Exactly. But you are, but you are a dar, which is it's not, you're you're not, you understand? You're a dar. If you go according to the Hebrew, you're a dar. Of course, because you're Jewish. I mean, even if not, we I mean, even if you're not Jewish, we believe in the Hebrew calendar as being divine. So it's not like again, going back to you, it's not. It's not something that like randomly was set up. And so at a certain time, they decided this is the month of the year. In fact, these names in the Torah don't even have names. You guys, these are Babylonian names. Nisan is a Babylonian name. It happens to be that also there's a word called Nisan, which is a bud. But the Torah calls it a Chodesh HaRishon. And this is the Chodesh Hashini. And this is, we got the Torah in a Chodesh Shlishi. It doesn't talk about Sivan. It's all going according to creation. And to, and to when we got this, we got this mitzvah in um, time. So you can celebrate the English birthday in the sense that there is something to be said about that that day, according to the solar 
solar cycle, you know. It's your, it's who you, it's also the name. It's also, if you guys go into a name, your name, your Shem is part of your Neshama. It's your essence, right? Inside the word Neshama, you have Shem. That means there was a Ruch HaKodesh, why my parents gave me this name, or if I converted, why I was given, had wanted to be this name, or why randomly my rabbi gave me this name if I didn't have a Hebrew name, right? There is something very, it's just a Ruch HaKodesh, which means that really you guys, as a parent, you have to know eventually that you do have an instinct and that's beautiful but we lose it why do we lose our instincts why do then we have to go to 3,000 parenting classes nowadays any ideas why you don't know but why exactly but why i think because we're it's a lack of meet us like we're not working ourselves the moment no the moment you why are you so clouded because the moment you're not remembering that you're selling the lokim and this is a certain way you have to behave you're and you're getting all then you react in ways that are not going according to how your instincts would tell you to react we come into this world to to work on ourselves really to just work on yourself to be a more and you know more encompassing and more like uh embodying selling the and it's until from the day we come into this world, we don't want to be here and we're struggling with that. And then we die and we don't want to leave. But okay, so we have, yeah. I think I heard it actually. Neshamale, like it's my husband. Yeah, I think I heard it. Okay, so we have the month of ER, right? Is the month of healing actually. The acronym, why did I say that? Because the acronym, I'm going to raise this, okay? The acronym of ER, I think I have it on the other side, actually. Yeah, I have it on the bottom. Ani Hashem Ofecha, but I'll just show you. The Aleph, ER in Hebrew is Aleph. So this is the Ani, which means I, Hashem, Yud, Yud, and Ofecha. This is the word for a healer or, or like um, a doctor. So um, it's known as the month of healing, which would be like, what would I tap into this month? I would tap into the idea of healing, right? And why? We're going to get into why. So first of all, what's the first time in the Torah we hear about the Chodesh ER? It's just like, does someone want to read? Thank you. Go ahead. Yep. Right. So what is it talking about? We're talking about in the Torah, where it talks about the month of ER. So first of all, it's the second month. And it's talking about the idea of Pesach Sheni, which is what happens. This is not that I made a mistake, you guys. This is not the truth about making a mistake and feeling bad about making a mistake and like coming to acknowledge I made a mistake. I'm working on myself. I'm coming back to this is a different type. Yeah. No, Yosef, Yosef is both. Yeah, and so he made them tell me he couldn't eat the Exactly. Right, exactly. But I want to understand what the second chance means because I feel like sometimes it gets confusing. When I think of second chance, personally, I'm like, oh, I made a mistake. Now I want to go back and refix it. But that's not the second chance of Pesach Shani, even though that's what's like kind of the way it's given. Second chance here is like, I. I, no, I couldn't. They were bonus. They were carrying the bones of, of Yosef. Another opportunity. It's another opportunity where I feel like, oh my goodness, I missed it, Hashem. Like, I really wanted to do that and I missed it. So then you have to understand that Hashem says, I'm giving you another opportunity. Meaning a person is really sincere and you feel like you missed out on something because, but you couldn't, or maybe you didn't know about it. That's what it's talking about. That's the kind of second chance. And that's actually very healing. To understand that, like, I, I can't ever think, like, I miss my whatever. There's no such thing as I miss my whatever. Obviously, if you're meant to, if it's meant to happen, if it was supposed to have happened, it would have happened, right? That's why also I can't predict the future. Someone told me why they were going, they just, they told me that they're going to go to um, whatever, some country far away, because they said they felt it was divine. 
And I'm like, it's not divine. The only thing that's divine is what happens already. You guys, you know what I'm saying? You can't say, well, you know, I know it's going to be divine. If I just move to this place, I'm going to meet my, I'm going to meet my, you know, Bashirat, or I'm going to get the job or I'm going to do something because it hasn't happened yet. So how do I know if it's divine or not? The only thing that's divine is what has happened already in my life. So that's with everything in life, yeah. right? But also more than that, which is so important for working yourself is to understand that I have a choice here. When I want to just like say, oh, it's all the, I'm going to, you know, I'm, it's going to be like, this must be divine. I'm kind of taking out my responsibility and the element of choice. Does that make sense? Why? Because I can say that. Yeah. It, okay. Up until now, I can say everything was divine because it happens. It was meant to be. But the moment people start saying like, I'm going to go do this because I feel like it's going, it's divine if I do that. Because we, firstly, the, the idea that like in the future you don't know the future, but if it's if it's happened, that was like and that was meant to be. But more so, I, I'm saying you have to take responsibility for making a choice. Oh. We all have to take responsibility. Well, can't you use that responsibility when reflecting in the past? Like I was in maybe this negative situation because I and I take responsibility for putting myself in that situation. Yeah. That no, for sure. But that would be like the only way I would say that though is don't let it make you depressed because then you're, you're yeah. Sad. But, but if you were to say I want of course I have to take responsibility for my choices and I have to say but the only way to take responsibility is that if when this situation repeats itself I'm not putting myself in that position. Because otherwise I didn't take responsibility. I just feel guilty, mm -hmm. which is the worst thing you could probably do because it gets make you feel stuck. Taking responsibility is like, I did, I, that was not a good idea. And the next time I confront myself in a situation, meaning that's what this calendar is all about. I'm back to the same month. Am I taking responsibility that if I find myself in the same situation, I'm not the same person. I'll make different choices. But as far as like also future things, I feel like a lot of times we want to kind of put it on the shem in the sense that I don't want to take responsibility for a choice. Right, so Pesach Sheni is saying like, wow, no, I wanted to do that, but I couldn't. And therefore I'm still seeking it out and Hashem will give you the opportunity to do it. So the month of the R also the acronym is not just Ani Hashem Mofecha, which is, means I am your healer, but also it stands for Avram Yitzchak Yatov Rachel. Meaning it's a month where you have these four legs of the chariot, I put. Like each of these four are this um, chariot, okay? It's known as the second month. And it's also in the in, uh, in like the times of the base, I mean, it was known as in uh, Sefer Malachim on the other side, it's known as the month of Ziv, which means radiance, right? So this is in that month, it was on the, it was in the month when Shlomo Amelech began to build the base of Mikdash. Right? Radiance, Ziv, right? And like Zohar, kind of also. Ziv, like uh, from the, there's a radiance, there's a light that's like uh, Zohar, Kiro. And that makes sense because this is the month that the Beis Amigdash began to be built and also the second Beis Amigdash, meaning it would make sense why then all of a sudden there's this light and radiance. So according to the Zodiac, we have that the month of the R is the bull, it's the Taurus, the shore, right? It corresponds to the letter Vav. Okay, I'm gonna start to get something. We're gonna see how this is all gonna connect. The limb, therefore the Vav, the limb is the neck, right? Which means it's a connector. When I say Vav in Hebrew, it means and. Rivka, Leia, Ve, Sima, right? It's an and, I'm connecting them. And it's just a line. Okay, so one second, we'll keep that one minute. The limb is the neck, which what, what does the neck connect us to? What does it connect us? Right, it's our head to our hearts. It's connecting the intellect to our feelings. And in the middle is, is the neck. There's two days of Rosh Chodesh, meaning it's not a full month. So this is what the, it's a 29 day month because it has Rosh Chodesh. The character of the Mida is Rafua, right? And it's the faculty of thought. There's also the idea of being strong and stubborn as a bull because you're preparing to receive the Torah, right? We, we're continuing to count the Omer. Pesach Sheni is in the R. 
I put second change, I'm sorry, I meant second chance. And also the day in ER is when the, the man came down from Shemai, which was also the idea that was Lechem of Ruf just like Pesach is actually also Matzah is Lechem Rufua and Lechem Emuna, right? But also the man in the Bamidbar in the desert was total, it was a it was a food that I would eat, consume, and have no, it was only good for me. Why? Why wouldn't it be good for me? Why do you so think? It was pure good, Directly from Hashem. And didn't you say that you, when you ate it, like there was nothing to exclude? Exactly. It was a, it was exactly the measurement you needed. Like if we only ate the good for us, not too much, not too little, it would be very much healing. Um, the tribe is Yizachar, which is preparing to receive the Torah. He's the one who has a mole of the Torah on his shoulders. And it was also on the 20th of the year was when it began the Abu Dhabi Levi'im. Now, I just want to take a pause for a minute because it's very important before we go on to Sivan. I want you guys to think about something. First of all, connect one second to our bodies. We talked about the idea that I have a thought in my head, right? Which actually, um, why last week, go back to two weeks ago or like three weeks ago, Mishlach, when they went and it was actually yesterday, oh no, two days ago on Chavtet of Sivan. Hashem sent out the spies to start spying out the land, right? What was the thought of them or any thought when you start to, when you bring something back that's negative? What's your thought? All right, like, let me say that clear. When I have a certain thought, right? What does that thought do to me? Changes your emotions. It changes, it totally controls your emotions. Changes your emotions 100%. Okay, the more I think about something negatively and speak about it negatively, meaning the more I talk about Lashana, what happened to Miriam? What was the first sign that we knew? Right, she all of a sudden gets skin lesions. She's sick. Moshe says, Ana Rafua, like send Rafua, right? What's the very first thing in a Rafua is really because if you're talking about Lashana, it means there's a disconnect. It's also, I'm like, all the time thinking about the negative. The moment I start thinking about the negative, what happens to us usually? Most of us, we get sick. Physically, but like physically sick, right? You physically get worn out and you get sick. So my thoughts are actually to control my physical healing as much as my emotional healing. And my thought is connected to how I feel by my neck. So here it would be, what's our koach to tap into? Is this vav, is that the neck is one of the, smallest parts on our bodies, right? The thing that connects my mind to my heart, it's very, very narrow. So in this month, I need to, in order to really tap into healing, and this is in any month, but especially the month of ER, you need to expand your neck, which means my neck, what does also Hashem call us? Stiff. We're a stiff neck, Am Oref, we're stiff neck people. What's Oref? It's also Paro. I don't know if you guys, you learned the Megillot roots? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wait, so the sorry. Okay, so you have the word, is it here? You have an, uh, you have an ayin, okay? You have a reish and you have a pei or a thing. So paro is also this. I know there's a bug here, but let's just, paro is also very stubborn. No, he was like, why, what's stubborn mean? It means I'm turning my neck on a chef. My olive is I'm turning my back on a kadosh boku. I'm being, I don't want to see him. So you have this, and you also, who turned her back on Ruth? No, now you went with Ruth. Oh, um, so, how do you spell Orpa? Ayan, Orpa. Okay. Right. You know, I always say Ofra, like Ofra, Ofra. Yeah, Ofra. We're always saying Ofra. So who's, who turns their back? When a person is stiff neck, it means I have no flexibility. I'm not connecting my mind to my heart. Right? I'm not expanding that. Also, how is it that a person can work on themselves as far as meanness? You have to work on your thoughts because the moment I'm thinking differently about this person, I can then take a deep breath and not react in such a way where I'm still reacting at them. The moment I'm like thinking about it, then my the way my heart. So it's the month, we didn't get to see that, but it's the month of, um, of expansion of the neck. Really, it's to connect to the idea that also just anytime in your life that if you really want to work on yourself as a physical healing and emotional healing and also being able to like be a person who's more connected with their mind with their thoughts in their in their heart 
the first thing to do actually is just even an exercise. Take a deep breath and imagine your neck expanding. When I'm talking about, imagine being able to have more of a space. Also, when we went on the Mitzrayim, it says Mitzrayim comes to the word star. It's very narrow. In order for us to be able to be flexible, maybe I can see somebody else's perfect, you know, perspective. I'm not going to just turn my back on that person and say, I don't want to hear what you're talking about, but I'm expanding myself. Korach, what was the whole thing about Korach? And Perkevot says, it was him and his Kayla. Moshe wasn't there. It wasn't Beit Shemai and Halal where we're going back and forth and saying, knowledge, I see your point, I see your point. If I'm turning my back on you, I'm being very narrow, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I can't expand. So if we were to have time, I would do a breathing exercise with you guys. But I, but I, yeah, okay. So we want to say, let's one minute. Yeah, okay. Close the eyes. Drop the shoulders. And we're going to work on really this idea of expansion, flexibility, and that will bring healing. Okay, the idea that what connects me, what really makes me a, a person with special, what makes me actually a sentimental king is that I can take a thought and not just react on it. My body doesn't have to just do. I don't have to just feel it. I can actually create a space. Actually, Viktor Frankl talks about this, right? The space between, it's the pause between the thinking about something and just reacting between the emotion and the reaction. So let's take a moment and take a deep breath. And as you exhale, imagine as you're dropping your shoulders that your neck is actually physically expanding and you're creating more space, more of a connector to bring healing to yourself. You're inhaling, you're connecting your thoughts to be able to actually think about them, put them in the right perspective, in the right place, allow there to be a broadening of perspective, dropping the shoulders, and then we connect to the body and to the heart. We're taking a deep breath in. We're exhaling. And any thought that comes to your mind that you find is difficult, upsetting, imagine just expanding your neck, expanding. The pause in the breath. Inhaling and exhaling. We're creating just room for expansion. Again, take a deep breath as you inhale and as you exhale, just drop all your muscles in your chair. One more inhalation, feeling light. And then exhale, dropping the shoulders and expanding. Nadali, wish you guys a whole show.